I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have The Siren. So, The Siren is by Kuro Okami23 on creepypasta.wiki. Um, I will note that this is one of their first attempts to, at writing a creepypasta, according to a comment they left uh, at the bottom of the story. Um, and I guess we'll dive into this. Uh, so there's a little brief blurb about how this is the story is fiction, um, like kind of like an author's note sort of thing. Uh, and then we kind of dive into this um, these journal entries by uh, one Gerald or Gerwald Mintz, uh, the sheriff of of the town of Ravenwood. Um, over several logs spanning hours in two days, like each one is separated, each log is separated by hours in the course of two days. Um, we see that folks in Ravenwood are sighting a strange dark bird creature with a 35-foot wingspan. Um, things escalate when a woman is found dead, though she has no discernible marks or evidence to show how she died. Uh, she simply expired. Uh, though the sheriff does find a video camera while on scene. Uh, reviewing the footage, he finds that the creature attracted attracted the woman into the woods with a song and then pounced down on her from above with uh, and swiftly fled, leaving her lifeless body on the ground. Uh, he noted that in the picture it had uh, two red glowing eyes. Unable to wrap his head around the mystery creature, he locks up the police, the police department door uh, and heads home. Uh, while taking a walk that night to fumble through his thoughts, he sees the, a figure in the yeah. He sees a figure by the forested tree line, and it begins singing a mesmerizing tune, getting into his head and luring Gerwald to them. Um, the, this figure is a is in black, head to toe, with an equally black set of wings on its back. Uh, Before it can lure Gerwald too close, another officer shows up. Uh, and begins shooting at the creature, or at the figure, and the figure launches into the air and flies off, but not before giving Gerwald an unnerving smile. About this point, Gerwald goes unconscious, and he wakes up two weeks later in hospital, the next town over, and begins lamenting about the creature he saw. Uh, he figures it's a siren, and that it eats souls, and that it almost ate his soul. Two months later, he begins hearing the singing again and deduces that the siren is back. And that's about the end of the story. That's where it kind of stops. Uh, we then get a little bit of an author's note. Um, uh, second, I quickly check it. Um, basically, uh, talking about like um, uh, to the people who are reading the story um, and saying that there's a lot more to the creature and that it has a, a there's more truth to it but he but the character um in the story uh doesn't know about that kind of stuff so and then they they thank the reader for reading 
So that's the end of the story. So I guess we'll go on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. So I've got these labeled out by their log entry dates. So that's all right with you guys. Tend to always do that. Well, I yeah. tend to always do that. Well, Mike yeah, D, we didn't do it last time. Though. Yeah, we didn't do it last last week, which was a a logged entry, and I kind of like felt that might have um, been the reason why it was such a long episode <laughs> because we didn't have it organized. So, no, we'll try. We'll we'll keep this one organized with uh, with the dates. So, starting with the first log, September twenty seventh, two thousand eight. Uh, 915. Unless you guys have something to do with the uh, the stuff that happened, like the little intro blurb that happened prior to the vlogs. No. Nothing grammar. Mikey, you have nothing? Nothing. Cool. Alright, starting off uh, with the first entry. Uh, the town of Ravenwood has always been a quiet one. It has a population of around 1,000, and there is very little crime or things of that of the such. So two little nitpicks here. Um, and one of these is, is more of an actual thought, I guess, but I'm but the other one is, an, is a, a grammar inquisition, so I'm including it uh, for the sake of expediency. Um, I, would, I would have given a more specific population size than just around 1,000. Generally, at least in horror fiction and media, um, the sheriff is in charge of uh, the, the the sheriff who's in charge of things. Um, they're generally in charge of like knowing the town's population size uh, and like uh, like have a an accurate census data uh, sort of thing. Um, just from from movies and and stories that I've read, like the the sheriff usually knows that kind of stuff, or is usually in charge of like putting that that number up on like the 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 town sign kind of thing. So like when people leave, they have to like uh, reduce it or when people get added, they have to add the number or they have to increase the number up and stuff. Uh, but my actual nitpick for like grammar acquisition stuff is uh, I would have gone with um, like rather than such at the end. So it's like, and there is very little crime or things of the like, because I don't know, there's just things of the such doesn't sound right to me, but Honestly, I would have gotten rid of all of that section. The or things of the such isn't needed. Yeah, that that works as well. And there's little, yeah, there's very little crime. Period. Done. Yeah. Uh, moving on to my next one. So it's a dialect thing that we don't know about. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it could be a regional dialect thing, like like how some people in like the south have like certain things, or like we have certain. Um, A's. <laughs> you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to the next one. <clears throat> In this town, if something happened on the west end, everyone on the east end would know by the next day. Word gets around quickly. So that was all one sentence and like with a, with a bunch of commas. At the beginning, after town, I'd have actually added a comma. So, like in this town, comma, if some if something happened on the west end, comma, everyone on the east end would know about it by the next day. And then at that part, I would actually re uh, remove that comma and put a period, or at least, a, or even maybe a semicolon to kind of like end that part, and then like go into word gets around that quickly, 
instead of just word gets around quickly. Um, Cause like it adds a little bit more like kind of conclusion to that sentence. Hmm. And my next one. I thought it was fine, but I guess it works either way. Yeah, I just, again, a lot of my stuff is kind of nitpicky, but um, hmm. just as I was reading it, like it was, I was kind of going into editor mode, like, oh, this might be a good suggestion for this kind of thing. Um, my next one here. I heard about this thing from a caring old lady that I visit, or sorry, yeah, that I visited almost every day. She was talking with her friend when she saw me and called me uh, called me over. She then asked me if I knew every, anything about the thing that's been flying around. So that, uh, despite my pauses at the uh, at the appropriate times, um, like when I paused, there was actually a comma. And I feel like this story uses a lot of commas and in where there even where there should be periods. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I hope that's not a trend in this story, is what I left is what I wrote after that. And my update is like it is kind of a trend in this story. Like they, they use a lot of commas where I feel like a period uh, and like a, a new sentence should start. Uh and my next one. Uh, I told her that it was probably just a migratory bird. Since it's autumn, they were several. There were several different species of bird that stopped by the town to take a break. Uh, so, given the size description that of we get of this bird creature, um, I think you actually wanted to add a flock of migratory birds instead of just a singular bird. To kind of like give like the size of like given like that we already know like that it's a large like wingspanned bird or like a thirty five foot oh wingspan bird, um so maybe chalking it up to like the V formation of migratory birds like a flock of birds rather than a singular bird. Or the old like if the old lady doesn't know every single bird in the world, she could just be like oh, oh okay maybe it wasn't just a big bird. Yeah, but like, if she knew for a fact like, it was again, one thing. And if she and she is already mentioned to be unreliable, that's so, true. But yeah. this is this is from this is the uh, the sheriff telling that to the uh, to like like giving this off like this the suggestion to to the old woman. Mm. So like I I just felt like uh, like he, the sheriff shouldn't think that there's a, a 35 foot bird like he should like he uh, he should think that it's probably just like somebody missaw a um a the mass of a of a flock of migratory birds like the uh, the canada geese going in like the v formation kind of thing i think what he's going off is the fact that she might be um over exaggerating the size of it that's possible yeah like an albatross is like 12 foot wingspan yeah so an albatross flew over your head real quick like, you'd think whoa, it was huge. like a lot bigger you'd, you'd uh embellish it i guess yeah okay i could see that maybe And that's the end of my notes or my grammar inquisitions for that uh, log. Do you guys have anything for this log? I do. Okay. All right. Uh, it was a dead woman around the age of 25 or so, long brown hair. So it really just needs a with long brown hair. Yeah. It's like he's taking. I mean, he is t technically taking jot notes, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it should be, like, yeah, there should have a few extra words there. Hmm. 
And then that's what I have for this section. All right. This was my turn now. Yep. She then looked up into the sky to see what it was. It was, according to what she saw, a thing with wings like a bird, but was so much bigger. Uh, the way that it was written, I just kind of felt like um, it would kind of flow better this way because, like, it's very descriptiony, but like unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So, um, the way every road is looking up into the sky, she saw. Okay, right. I sorry. I normally put a, a little bracketed section talking about what my problem was, but I didn't for this. So, um, my problem with that um, quote. Huh. I'm just wondering if it's because of the sort of sentence ending with it was and then the next sentence beginning with it was i was just about to say that so yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um because it's then she looked up into the sky to see what it was it was according to blah 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 so it was repeated yeah and the way i rewrote it was looking up into the sky she saw what it was according to what she saw it was a blah 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 blah, blah. just so it isn't right jammed right next to each it's other not immediately it was it was <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's fair and then uh, my next one is to do with consistency. So the first quote is, I listened, to, I listened to humor the old woman. She wasn't the best in the head, meaning that she has been in italics thing. She has seen, sorry, meaning she has seen italics things before. Meanwhile, there was a quote earlier that said almost everyone in the town was a little scared of single quote, shadow single quote. Huh. Both sort of like, emphasis, emphasis on a word. But they're uh, doing you, it yeah. very differently. Yeah, like they should quoted use one of the yeah, yeah, basically. And we all know what you, how you feel about italics. <laughs> yeah, they're annoying. <laughs> yeah, because depending on the font, they're generally not the same. Like, they're they're not not always noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm okay if it's all italics or all quotes. It's just one or the other, you know. Yeah. No, I understand. Mix it up. Yeah, it's like diary and journal from last or from like a couple from uh, the Sonic uh, round two. Hmm. Like consistency. Yeah. Then my last one, I might as well just go over because I don't have any grammar related things for any of the other sections. But this one okay. is just kind of a across the whole story one. Yeah. Pretty much the entire story is made out of small paragraphs, no more than three sentences or so. And it okay. jumps to a new paragraph without the subject even changing throughout the entire story to the point that I made a note on it. Okay, so like there's so there's no change in subject. So it really these three these three or less sentence paragraphs should really just kind of be combined to longer ones. Yeah, like for example, this one um, in uh, the section we're talking about says like in this town something happened. Blah 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 blah. There's a giant bird or shadow going around in the night sky, and then it jumps saying almost everyone. It jumps to the next paragraph saying almost everyone was at least a little scared of the shadow, blah, 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 just for one, sorry, two sentences. And then it jumps to where he heard it from. Meanwhile, that little two sentence section could just be part of where it, of the, the paragraph before it. Gotcha. Okay. It's still just describing the shadow creature. Yeah. It's, it really, uh, you gotta, it, like, the only time you really separate. A paragraph like that is if you use dialogue because the dialogue always goes like like you always like start a new line when you do dialogue or at least i i've, I've heard that that is usually a, a good uh trend to continue or to keep if the subject is the same but it's now dialogue yeah you you break yeah. it 
if it's all journal format like this. Wait, that's all I got for grammar. Okay. Okay. Then I guess we'll move on to the next one. So this is September twenty seventh, two thousand eight, fourteen. I, I guess I'll just go by the um, uh, uh, the 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 times until we uh, hit the last one. So this is at fourteen forty five. Um. Then I realized something. The old woman I was talking to earlier today told me about a bird like thing. So again, two things here, kind of nitpicky wouldn't use then at the beginning here um i would have gone with at last um i realized something because um the like before he's like thinking on like something like he uh he's like remembering something so uh it's then like eh, it's i i would have used at last for this one uh or even after a brief moment because he takes a moment out like while he's like uh, like in the next in the last sentence he was taking a moment to uh to like kind of muddle through his thoughts and then it's like then i realized something um I just think there's some some better ways to um uh bring up that revelation or that uh realization. Um and then like my how else how else would that work? Because he's watching the video, paying attention to the video, paused it, looked at it, and then he realized something. Yeah, but I mean I'm just saying I'm I'm offering some other I some solutions because I just don't like then at the beginning of the sentence. Like I feel like it could be something different, like at last or after a brief moment. That, that's what I was getting at. Again, it's very nitpicky, I know, but here we are. <laughs> really cementing your ownership of the nook. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta assert dominance of the of the nook, nitpick nook. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, we rented it to uh, you. And speaking of uh, nitpicks, um, <laughs> yeah, it's on loan. <laughs> uh, you're gonna say something, Mikey? Yeah. So basically, you want something like I paused the video, and while I was thinking about it, I realized dot 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 type thing as opposed to then I realized. Yeah, I guess. It's just not wordy enough. To uh, describe yeah. enough of the of yeah. the thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Again, it's a nitpick, but mm. it's here. <laughs> uh and then speaking of my second nitpick, um so he it's uh told me about a bird like thing. Bird like is actually supposed to have a a, a dash between them and like so it's like to make them one word like bird like or it's like the same thing that you do for like bird esque like yeah. you do you had like dash e s q w e or no q u e um so yeah um and then i'll go on to my next one here i though realized that those dots were its eyes i think you want i then realized that those dots were its two eyes or were its eyes um, and then my next one here uh, seemed like something out of story. Think you want something out of a story? Mm. Just missing the of there. Uh, and then my next one here. I couldn't come up with anything. I decided to sleep on it. So deciding that I locked up and left. I I, I rewrote that the sentence. Um, to because like I would have gone like this route. Um I couldn't come up with anything, comma, so I decided to sleep on it and locked uh, yeah, and locked up for the night. Like because it's the original one, there's a comma after like it's like I couldn't uh, yeah. I couldn't come up with anything, comma. 
I decided to sleep on it, period. So deciding that, comma, I locked up and left. It yeah. Just, the one it's I kind of like yeah. weirdly jot for me. Yeah, exactly. And again, like this is somebody's like journal. So like sometimes that's that's the case. But yeah, I don't know, just proper grammar. <laughs> also like the doubling up on deciding. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with like the uh, it, uh, it, what it was, it was yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, my note on that was the the double up on deciding and there's no period at the end of the sentence. Oh, yeah. God. Mother of God. All right. Uh, do you have anything else for that? Uh, for this entry uh, there, Mikey? Nope. And I'm good until we get to a knit story. All right. So on to my next one, which is uh, at 2235. Um, the sound was deafening. I couldn't stand up straight. I wasn't fully out, though. I couldn't move. But I could hear and see, even if there was a ringing in my ear and my vision was blurry. And the use of commas where, personally, I would have placed periods. So, for example, like, the sound was deafening, period. I couldn't stand up straight, comma, though I, was fully, though I wasn't fully out, period. Uh, I couldn't move, comma, but I couldn't hear and see, period. Yeah, there's way too. Yeah, there's like I feel like again, like I said, er, I stated earlier that um, some of the com- there's some commas in this one where I feel like a period would have sufficed. So, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like as much as like it would have made the like really sm- short sentences. Sometimes that is a good thing <laughs> in some cases because it's like short and to the point. Yeah, I'm assuming that the way that you were going to finish that was considering you just perioded it was um uh. If there was, uh, there were just like remove even if and just go. There was a ringing in my ears and my vision was blurry. Yeah, exactly. These weak arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> arms <laughs> like noodles. <laughs> um, and then this one's this one's kind of a silly one, um, only because I kept reading it wrong <laughs> and kept speculating. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read the sentence and then I'm gonna tell you how I init- how like my my initial like thought on it and then. How I would have fixed it. So, Bark shot off from a tree near his head. I saw that happen before I heard the bang. So I kept reading Bark shot. Um, and initially I was like, "Is he? Does he mean like, like the bark of a dog <laughs> was shot off?" But then I was like, "Or is he? Does he mean like buckshot?" off of the tree and then i realized it's like bark coming off the tree so the way i would have done it just to kind of clarify it um for people stupid like me who re-read kept rereading it wrong um would uh to add uh so bark fragments shot off the tree or chips of bark shot off from a tree near his head just because like bark does have a couple of different connotations and if you're reading it uh, too quickly, it almost sounds like you're misspelling buckshot. <laughs> well, if you just remove shot and go yeah. like bark flew off from the tree. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's, I think or the bark main splintered off of the tree. Yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly my, my notes there. So, and then we go on to uh, October 14th, uh, 2008, 1225. I have nothing for that grammar position. So, 
Um, that is the end of my grammar acquisitions. Mikey, you said you had a, a conjunction junction or an it story? Just an it story. All right. And now an it story with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. It was, according to what she saw, a thing with wings, like a bird, but was so much bigger. It was a dead woman, around the age of 25 or so, long brown hair. It was facing the woman, and was still recording. It was a normal, average recording. It was late at night, maybe early morning before light. It was quiet for a few seconds, then there was a rustle, the static appearing again. It had to be some kind of bird, but there was no bird in existence that had a wingspan of 30 feet. It unnerved me, to say the least. Bright red eyes on a pure black blur from the video recording. It was late at night, and I was taking a walk to relieve myself of some of the stress that this murder has brought about. It wasn't heart attack. I have seen how a person looks from a death by heart attack, and that wasn't it. It was about 6'11", maybe 6 feet tall. It looked like a man, so I spoke out to it. I asked him what he was doing out so late. It sounded like it was coming from everywhere, like it was just in my head. It was beautiful, sounded like a thousand voices in perfect harmony and sink. It seemed like it was coming from the figure. I wanted to hear more, so I moved forwards towards it. It looked like a young man, only around 19 or 20. He had jet black hair and red eyes. It has been playing in my head. <laughs> All right, so I, I first off, I have to commend uh, whoever's um, uh, ringtone went off. Right, I was like, it was a dead woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, secondly, I'm trying to look right now. Um, when you, I'm not sure if it's the, because of like the um, an audio connection that we just had, but like, does it say it was it wasn't heart attack, or yeah. does it say it wasn't a heart attack? It wasn't heart attack. Okay, I feel like okay. The, I feel like we ha we have a grammar inquisition there because it's, yeah. it's. I think that the A should be there then. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't heart attacky. It wasn't heart attack. <laughs> uh, like yeah. missed no, my entire joke. I, oh, ha ha, Canadian. All right, moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <duh. laughs> <laughs> all right uh and gamer you said that you have nothing else for grammar acquisition yes all right then we would move on to actual thoughts
So, um, going to start off with the beginning of the story, like right before the the first log entry, uh, where the, the the writer, the author's note, like this story is purely fiction and similar in any way is is coincidence, blah blah. blah. And then it goes to Gerwald is a 41 year old man that looks like your stereotypical officer, mustache and graying brown hair in shape. Okay, for a second there, I reread that. I was like, <laughs> mustache and graying brown hair in shape. That's those aren't those aren't shapes. Those are colors. <laughs> but then I realized it's like that he is in shape, <laughs> not <Yep>. okay. Um, <laughs> It kind of countermands my my thought here, but uh, you know this is I, I, I like reading this. I was like, you know what? This is actually an interesting way to take a uh, to uh, like an interesting take to describing your your narrator, um, who's also named in this one, which good on you. Um, in a story that might not necessarily give us a descriptor of our narrator, so I I don't necessarily hate this like way of like having like having a descriptor right before we go into like the log entries and stuff like that of a, of a narrator. Yeah. So we kind of, so we kind of know what we're getting into or like, we, we kind of know like a, a rough descriptor of the character that we are kind of inhabiting while we read these journal entries. Yeah. I have a note on that too. There's okay, problems well. with it though. Like, cause like, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like yeah. you. I, I like that. I'm going into the story with a face in the main character. Since it's a journal, there's n really no good way to talk about how he looks without it being odd or forced. Oh, like, sure, the yeah, journal yeah. would be like, "Hi, my name is Gerwald. I'm 41. I love long walks on the beach." You know, it'd be weird. Unless, unless, <laughs> of course, like, um, in, as part of the transcription to the journal entry, um, or even like as a photo to accompany this story, we have like, um, the 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 the. Uh, the inside of the cover of the journal, and there's there's a photo that he's like clipped onto his uh, or that somebody has clipped onto the journal to show the character, and then also like like uh, this journal it belongs to Gerwald blah forty one. <laughs> but here's the big yeah. problem I okay. have with it. Sure, it's it's the fact that yes, we get a descriptor. But the descriptor is he looks like your stereotypical officer. Like, yeah. the descriptor is saying that it's a very bland look, so much that it's stereotypical. So if if it's that stereotypical, it's probably what you would have assumed even without a description. That is true. So yeah. pretty much the only important information is he's 41. He's and he has mustache, a mustache. Graying brown and hair. Everything and else, <laughs> even the graying brown hair, you would assume, because that's... I mean, yeah. I think the most is like in shape, maybe because as soon as I think of like a, like a sheriff, I kind of I kind of immediately go for the uh, um, the donut eating cop uh, like sheriff or uh, uh, sheriff from uh, or chief of police from uh, from Simpsons. Well, I mean that's how it is in like media, every media life. thing ever. But yeah. yeah, in real life they're not. Yeah, so I mean I think that's actually a good like thing to also put in there is like in shape um, to kind of counteract that. Um, that's part of the stereotype. But yeah. All right. Um and I guess I'll move on to the the actual the, the first log entry, which is uh September 27th and uh 915. The town of Ravenwood has always been a quiet one. The town of Ravenwood. Ravenwood. Is that a problem? Wow. It took me reading the story 
taking my notes, getting to them together, and then as I was st- started writing the rundown for this, I wrote Ravenwood as the town name, and then I realized the town's name actually relates to the creature. <laughs> Why? Because it has black wings? Because it's a black-winged, like, bird mo- birdman. And the town's name is Ravenwood. I mean, if he was actually an anthropomorphic raven or something, then yeah. I'm, I'm like sorry, little, just I. It's a light it, connection. It's not a heavy connection. Eh, I, I once I once I realized that it was the once I once I re-realized that the town was called Ravenwood, I was just like, okay, no, that's actually a nice little uh, con- connection to the like the town to the the creature kind of thing. It's a raven-like thing in the forest. Yeah, it's like the town of uh, from the from the movie Darkness Falls being called Darkness Falls, and the um, uh, the the creature in that movie is um, a, like a goat, an apparition who who uh, attacks people and grabs people from the dark and is afraid of light. Or in Alan Wake, where you're fighting a giant dark monster, darkness monster, the town that it presides in is called Bright Falls. <laughs> Do you think Ravenwood's a little too on the nose, though? I that's I'm kind of conflicted about it because <laughs> I'm like on the on the one side it is it is a bit on the nose on the other side um if I was to like poke fun at that I I would have to poke fun at at uh at, at things like Alan Wake and I don't want to do that because <laughs> it's my favorite it's one of my favorite video games <laughs> but also well, like fiction tends yeah. to do that a lot like media, like in <clears throat> stories and in movies and in video games they tend to like have these kind of connective like term name names and terminology like that. Yeah, but here's the thing. It would work really well if this town has always had a local legend about a giant raven-like creature in the forest, but it only just started killing people. It sounds like it's a brand new thing that people are talking about. Unless It's almost like the town's named after this creature, even though the creature just showed up. Unless, and we'll get into this in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a note farther down my, my, uh, my page here, but right, what if the creature has just started feeding for some reason? And we'll get, in, we'll get into that when I go into, my, my, into some of my other notes. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on to my next one here. Uh, so this is when the creature first kind of comes up in, in mentions. Uh, so when a few people started talking about something like a giant bird uh, or a big shadow going around in the sky at night, it reached my ears fairly quickly. And my first comment was like, yeah, another cryptid bird monster. <laughs> um, at least that was my initial thought. And then later on in the story, we get this. Uh, this is in September 29th, uh, 2235. Um, I saw the being start walking towards me. It looked like a young, uh, like a young man only around 19 or 20. He had jet black hair and red eyes. I saw that he was wearing black combat boots, dark pants, and a black turtleneck. I saw that my assumption was correct. He had wings. They matched his hair and what he was wearing, pure black. Okay, so it wasn't actually a bird cryptid, but it is still kind of a neat monster. Um, kind of like a like a dark angel, or like some kind of like, or, or like it says a siren, or even like I even go with like maybe even the Strix um, from certain uh, folklore. Um, 
I would have liked a little bit more buildup and interaction with the creature than just like the initial kind of skimmed murder investigation. And then this kind of quick and dirty um, encounter that the sheriff has. Um, kitchen idea. And this is kind of comes back to what I was saying uh, about the, um, uh, the, the town, like what we have brought up with the town's name being connected to the creature and some of that kind of want this to become a buddy horror. <laughs> Maybe maybe the sheriff's uh, sheriff here encounters the siren again after the story, like after that, like that last part, like the siren is here. Um, but he either realizes the creature is misunderstood and befriends him, um, maybe helping him fight off uh, his hunger, or maybe even going after another kind of siren like uh, siren like creature. Uh, maybe even like a Strix, because Strixes are kind of like sirens, um, as it's described in this. Where they're basically a, vamp- a bird-like vampiric creature from like uh, the Mediterranean, like some other bird creature showed up and like got into the siren stomping grounds where he normally hunts, so he has no food and he's yeah, starving so like, to death. Yeah, or maybe even the siren isn't actually the one killing the. Um, maybe there, it's basically there's a, another lookalike kind of monster like the Strix oh. that has showed up and is uh, being basically um, the siren is getting the blame for for the death. Um, and so, yeah, like you said earlier, like the town's name is actually named for the creature that's been here, uh, that was here before the town started. Um, and it's kind of like a watcher of the town, but then, um, these deaths start happening. So they start thinking, blaming the, 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 the local cryptid when really it's just an invasive species that showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, um, for the buddy horror thing, maybe that's all part of it. Of the sirens, like play with your food scheme. Like, um, we, we, like, we get a little bit extra content here where, like, uh, it leads up to, like, the, like, where the girl thinks that he's befriending the monster when really the monster's just playing with his food and it, like, leads to the ultimate demise of Gerwald. Yeah. Um, just, just some, uh, some food for thought, you know, for a kitchen idea. Um, if I was to use this in a, if I was to use this as inspiration for, like, a game idea, I'd probably run it in Knight's Black Agents. Uh, because they have a fantastic um, vampire uh, creation or vampire generator um, uh, system where you can like make your own like vampire or like soul sucking or blood sucking or mind sucking monster. Um, and Strixes are actually in there as a, as a, uh, an example creature. So um, yeah, just some, some kitchen stuff that uh, came from reading the story. Uh, do you guys have anything for 2235? Uh, or sorry, not 2235. Yeah, sorry, not 2235. 915? <laughs> or do we just have uh, like general stuff? Uh, I have stuff all over the place. So it's really I assume we're going to be doing this the way that we normally do this show. Are we? You read through all of your notes I... on a section, then oh. jump to another, okay, another person. Okay, I was going... I, I that's uh, yeah, but when it comes to log entries, I thought we were gonna do. Uh, I was I figured we'd do it like each log and oh. like go by log entry. But okay, yeah. Well, this this story is so short that you almost don't need by log entry. All right, fine. I'll I'll just. Oh, I, I misunderstood you. I thought we were doing log entry. I don't give a shit. Just go do whatever you okay. want. If you want to pass <laughs> it off, pass it off. If you don't, then don't. All right. Well, but the quicker answer well, is if Mikey the... doesn't have it set up into uh, log entries, then. You? I don't have it set up in log entries. Okay, then just read it all. 
<laughs> tried to be organized and I uh, just got shit on. All right. Um, so moving on to uh, yeah, we're not shit on you. We're shit on Mikey for not being organized. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, my next one here. Uh, at this time, there was faint static on the video. She asked her friend if she could hear that. Her friend just looked at her confused before replying that she did not. The woman then started walking towards the woods, camera facing in front of her. So I use this quote, though I think it happens a lot sooner, um, like even with the old woman and like the body being examined and stuff like that. I really feel like you should name the victims in the story. Like narratively speaking, it's not too hard to believe that the, the uh, that a small town sheriff knows people's names. So he like and, and it would add a little bit more gravitas to the death if we actually have a name to the victim or a name to her, their friend or a name. I, the old woman's kind of a little bit like less on a lesser degree, but I still feel like you should have names for characters other than the old woman or uh, this dead woman and her friend. Cause you keep it, like, as I was reading this part, I was kind of getting a little bit distracted by the fact that it, it kept bouncing between um, the woman and her friend. I was like, who the hell am I like, who who am I who am I like reading about right now? Is the friend or the woman? <laughs> like also in regards to the old lady, he said he heard about this thing from a caring old lady that I visited almost every day. So she should, he should know her name. <laughs> I was like, oh hi, yeah. old lady. <laughs> <laughs> not a very good chair. Yeah, yeah, no, not really. Uh, or and uh, like, yeah, just just not a really good chair. <laughs> like. Gotta know your. Gotta know who, how many people are in your town, <laughs> not just oh, you maybe about a thousand. <laughs> you know who's counting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not like it's important if somebody dies or leaves or so, a, a baby's born. <laughs> a thousand, roughly. Um, or like that old one. It's like oh, that woman, uh, like the the dead woman, and her. She no longer needs a name. She's just dead. <laughs> she's just a body now. Yeah, like even the cop that called him. Yeah, even the cop. Yeah, exactly. The cop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. And or, it doesn't yeah, even have gonna... to be like full names. Like he doesn't have to know the full name of everyone, but he could be like, gets to the crime scene. It's like, oh crap! It's Mr. Henderson's daughter. Damn it! Like exactly. Yeah. Even just like, something like that. Yeah. Um. And actually, going on with like the whole like the cop name thing. Um. We go into this part. On uh, this is in log entry uh, twenty two thirty five. Uh, my co-head of the PD was the only, or yeah, was the one that found me. After the mail had gone, he came up to me, and I allowed myself to become unconscious. So that sentence has a few things for me to deconstruct about. First off, co-head. I guess that might be a term for subordinate or fellow cop, but like, I, it would like not have been my first choice. Sheriff situation. Yeah, like I don't know, like I've I've never heard that term, but like I'm not that I'm not going to say that I'm fluent in everything police procedural or something like that. So it might be a like a term for like your like your your petty officer or like the guy that like the guy just under the sheriff maybe, well, but like it sounds like they share responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're, it sounds like they, they share ex- yeah. I mean like they're even at the same like tier of chain of command. Yeah, it's same co-head. Same like they're both the head of police. Yeah, like they're both the share. They're both like share equal responsibility uh, at the at the PD at the police department. Which I understand because there's so much work to be done in this town of a thousand people that has almost no police cases. 
How many didn't it say that they had like a fair amount of police too? Like uh like I Yeah, like, I have a note here about that. Like there's like the, thirty of them there. Well, basically, uh when he gets to the to the crime scene, there's three other squad cars and they're the scene is taped off with four officers within the taped area and two officers dealing with the crowd. Yeah. So like <laughs> not that many. Like but going com- well, yeah, but sorry, continue Mikey. Yeah. The, your- the issue is that um the town, because it's only around a thousand residents, would have at max maybe two police officers. Yes. Does you. <laughs> like why can't I mean, there be also more? says also says a lot of media. Like a lot of like stories uh, that involve small towns and uh um like yeah basically every every bit of like small town horror media like the 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 sheriff's office is not big or like if the, if the town's this small like a thousand people um usually there's like minimum two officers and like maybe one or two SWAT cars <laughs> or squad cars yeah yeah but yeah, still and- that's minimum like if a family moves in and uh, uh, their children both want to be police officers. When they grow up, they're going to become police officers if they push into it. Like, yeah, but they'll be put where they're needed. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is like the the bureaucracy might not ha- allow for um, for like more than like three three uh, cops to be in this town because of its size. Like that's just I don't know, like, man. Two seems really low. Well, okay, it, it does uh, to put but, this. Yeah. yeah, to put this into perspective, in Canada, the average number of police officers per 1,000 people is 1.85. Now I'm just picturing a 0.85 person. <laughs> a person that's just 8.5% of themselves. <laughs> oh my god. That's No Head Dan. <laughs> we don't talk about No Head Dan. Where'd you go with the head? He'd be dead. <laughs> that's what's creepy about it. Oh, okay. This is a creepy possible. Or that, that, yeah, that, or that's that's left arm Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he joined the force, and then like uh, before he got uh, transferred to this uh, to this town, he had to have his have his arm cut off so he'd fit the statistic. <laughs> oh God. So what we're saying is, uh, basically, uh, gamer, is that like you feel that the um, the amount of people that are in this town, this town is not in Derpland, <laughs> because the cops are actually okay. Uh, the the cops are actually a very like thorough presence in this community. Well, that's probably the entire police force going to check out this one murder <laughs> of Derpland or of of, of Ravenwood. <laughs> Ravenwood, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like with how little shit happens they're like a murder's happened hell yeah i want to go check it out <laughs> that's what all the civilians are saying too that's why they need yeah. two people to keep them away now i might buy it that like some of those police are actually like highway police like if this hmm. is in the state if we're, if we're going by like state police kind of thing like there are there is a difference between or there are basically in towns you have the the town's police officer uh police force and then you have the state highway police which deal with things um like around the like the county but mm. yeah 
Um, yeah, it is. So that, that was my first thing about that was like just the co-head thing. And then like we got, that dove into like the police force and stuff. The next one is um, after the male had gone, he came up to me. So the male, I had probably gone with like the entity or the winged man. <laughs> or, you know, the siren. Thing yeah, that exactly. He has called after it. The siren or even later in the story, he does call it the winged man. So like after yeah. the winged man or the siren. Um, had gone comma maybe add a comma there um my co-head came up to me or my fellow police officer my fellow officer came up to me uh and then my, my third section thing here is the and i allowed myself to become unconscious and i'm sorry i i read that like i allowed myself to become unconscious and I had a bit of a comedic twist to it. I know this is a creepy story, and I, I'm usually the defender of, of, of things being creepy and not silly, but I have to add this little part because it's just the way my head went when I was reading it. I was just like, I I just pictured this guy sitting up and then going, all right, I sleep now, and lying back down and just instantly sleep, falling asleep <laughs> or just immediately blacking out. <laughs> kind of. It's more along the lines of, yeah. at least the way I saw it is, he's... He's like down on the ground, like struggling to stay awake because there's this creature that's going to kill him. And then that, then once he's seen that he's not in danger anymore, he's like, okay. And he just relaxes. And then all of his adrenaline drops and then yeah. knocks him out as well. Yeah. I, I feel so like fighting to stay awake. Exactly. That's how it should have been. But the way it was just like, it, they wrote it in the story. It's just like, kind of, I got a bit of a tickle in my mind about it. Yeah, um, me too. And I feel like I, it could have been written like, and at that point I passed out. From There's a, a more dramatic way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like now that, now that I know that I'm safe, I, I relaxed and, and allowed, my, al- allowed oblivion to take me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like death, yeah. though. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Um. So moving on to my next th- to the next section, which is the October 14th entry. I woke up in the hospital which was another town over. I had bandages over my ears and head. The doctor came in and introduced himself. He told me, uh, sorry, he told me I had been asleep for about two weeks and that my inner ear on my right ear was completely destroyed is how I'm putting it. So first off, again, got a couple of things, a couple of things to deconstruct on some of these paragraphs. Jesus, two weeks? God damn. <laughs> um to put him in a coma or something. Yeah, apparently he was just that, like that tuckered out from the uh, from the psychic attack, I guess. Um but my second part here is um I wouldn't have like so it's like and that my inner ear on my right ear was completely destroyed is how I'm putting it. I would have probably gone with like and my inner ear on my right side um just i feel like that would work better and also maybe just remove is how i'm putting it at the end just so it doesn't it, it just seems kind of sounds kind of weird it's being weirdly explained i have a note on that as well yeah okay well you can go into uh, it if you want like we're uh, here so uh, well the thought that i have is what if this is like uh sonic x where it doesn't kill the person but they're in a vegetative state. Ah, uh, yes, so, persistent vegetative state. So, so that girl earlier was still alive. Oh no! 
<laughs> and then they bar- they had a funeral two days later. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, also, when you, also, when you said Sonic X, I didn't immediately go to Sonic.exe. I went to Sonic X, the cartoon. <laughs> the anime. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, my note on that is basically just asking why is it being explained that way? Because yeah. of how wishy-washy the dedication to the ear destruction is, it feels <laughs> yeah. like it's foreshadowing hard that it's not really destroyed. Yeah. It's being like, my right ear is completely destroyed. That's how I'm putting it. At least that's how it was explained. It sounds like it was about to go, but no, yeah. after the magic wore off, whatever the hell. I can still hear now. It's like, hey, the tinnitus is gone. <laughs> yeah, but a simple, my inner ear on, on the right was just completely destroyed. Yeah. And just nothing else after that. No... I could not hear out of my right ear. That was the explanation. None of that. Just if your inner ear is destroyed, you can't hear. Yeah. My my right inner ear was destroyed, so I could not hear. I couldn't hear anymore from that side. Mm -hmm. Like something more committal and quick and to the point. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, All right. And then we have my last actual thought here. Uh, so at the beginning of the story, we had the uh, the author's like author's comment about that like, this is a work of fiction, blah blah blah, and then we get this thing right at the end, and it's in bracket. It, it is in brackets, but it's not like separated from the story that well. Like the like the author's mm. note, at least ha- like the author's note has a horizontal line that se- that separates it from the story. This one, it just kind of you go right into it, and so this is what it says. Like after the siren is here, like the last entry of the of the log is. Um, uh, and then it goes into this. Hello, people reading this. The description I put on her on here about what the being does to the soul is not completely correct. But I felt that for the story to be ended on the right note, I put what the human being would think it did. So we are left with eating them. If you want the truth, you will have to delve a little deeper into the siren. Thank you. Um, okay. I I honestly feel like this part actually should have either been like separated better or maybe just not even sh- like put at the bottom. Um, mm. like without the last author's like note bit here, um, like I I like when I get to see some behind the scenes stuff of from of the creative process of uh of like a story, but. Honestly, the ending, like stopping at like the siren is here at the end of that lo- that last log, is the is actually the nice the the better touch to the end of the story. Like it ends it with a uh, the hint of possibility of the doom of Gerwald, uh, because like the creature's now here and he won't be writing anymore because he'll be eaten. Um. Uh. Yeah, I just I feel like this behind the scenes, like kind of like pass like like the behind the curtain kind of uh, like paragraph here kind of ruined the ending a little bit for me because I immediately read it. I was like, well, okay. You can see right away. It's the author though. Like it, I, I know, I know, but it, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. Like I read it immediately after the story and I was a little, it was, a, it kind of muddied the, my, my, um, muddied, muddied the story. I, and I, I kind of get it. Like why it's here is because this is like the person's like first, like, um, 
like like writing attempt for like a creep pasta from the sounds of the comments I saw. So they basically it sounds like they maybe put this up here and then like wanted to get some feedback from people. So I, I give that credence. I just feel like this could have been separated from the story a little bit better. Like again, have like the the uh, the horizontal line and then even do like a further author's note kind of thing at the bottom. Did it say author's note at the start? Yeah, it does. Uh, or at least I believe oh. it does. Does it not? Oh. Uh, but it okay. Yeah, that's true. It's but, not even in brackets up there. It's just it isn't in brackets, but it does have a horizontal line that separates it from the story itself. Oh, no. yeah. maybe the brackets do the same job, but consistency again. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But I understand the reason that's there because he or she is putting the this information here, so anyone doesn't comment being like, "That's not how sirens work." Blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, you know what? That might have been. It might have been put up, or um, uh, might have been posted. Uh, like post. Uh, posting. Wow. Um. Yeah. Might have been put on uh, after the fact because they got a comment or something like that. Uh, None of the comments the talking about that though, so I don't mm. think so. All right. Fair. Or maybe they did just, it as an afterthought. I think it's just protection, being like. So he's basically saying, I understand how sirens work, but this is why I I chose for Gerwald to say this. Yeah. But yeah, um, that that's my like li- my last kind of actual thought on the story is just that like the the ending bit there. Hmm. So um, for me, that end yep. note is just for me. It wasn't necessary because I kind of figured it was an assumption that the character made already. Because how else would he come to those points about like soul taking and stuff? Yeah, unless exactly. Assumptions, unless the sirens like talking to him in his head and telling him his secret plans. Yeah, or maybe he got help. like some kind of visions, but we don't get it that. <laughs> so I already assumed it was like uh, the character just making assumptions because what else could it be? Yeah. Yeah. However, it is still a better uh, detective work and assumptions than the than Detective Green from Sonic.exe round two. <laughs> I mean, every police officer is better than him. <laughs> <laughs> Even the PD of Derpland <laughs> is the PD of Derpland. Uh, all right, so uh, like Derpland and Derek in that one episode. <laughs> yep. All right, so Mikey, you said you had some stuff that's all over the place, so I guess it's your turn. Well, I'll, I'll start with that uh, ending note that we we're just talking about. Uh, my issue with it is that it says basically there's more to the monster. And my thought process is, well, why don't you write more and show us more about the monster instead of just saying there's more and then telling us to delve deeper into the siren without giving us a way to delve deeper into the siren? He's saying look up sirens in general. Because this isn't a completely fabricated, unique, original monster. It's a siren. And he's saying if you want more information, look deeper into sirens. Yeah. Like actual mythological sirens. Yeah, like look up the Greek myth of the sirens, basically, is what's going on. But I do I do understand where you're coming from. I I kind of wish like this feels like again, like the the person like wrote the story and then posted it up for like feedback. And like I feel like it could have been like yeah, like like you said there, I I want I would like some more like delving into the creature, like a little bit more investigation into the into the goings on of Ravenwood. But because of that, that end note, you don't really need more 
clarification because that endnote is saying, look up what a siren does to their victims. Like that's, if you know what a siren does to their victims, then that's what this one does. Then I feel like maybe like that could have been added to the, like the, the journal entry. Like just as like, like maybe in that two months that, um, that Gerwald's been like, um, back from the hospital, uh, he's been doing some research. If you want to know more about like, cause at the beginning he even says like, um, it's been two months and he's, um, like if you hear the the song run like uh, start running kind of thing, um, so like maybe at the end there you have like an, an like the end of the entry is like that's like if you, uh like if you want to know more about like why you should be running from this thing look up uh look up uh information on on the on the sirens, uh and then and then like leave off with the siren is here, um, just to kind of like and incorporate it would be better in the story than having it in a out of character moment. Yeah, exactly. Huh. That's all I was getting at with that. So that's sort of what I was getting at too. Is like I want more story. Don't just <laughs> say these <Yeah>. things. <laughs> Show, don't tell. All right. So my next note here um, is about the beginning and the end. So the the first sort of paragraph says, two months, that's how long I've been running. And so this sets the scene, and I was expecting there to be some sort of chase between him and the monster. But then at the end, all we get is, two months after this, I'm hearing it, the song. And the siren is back type thing, and he doesn't done any running whatsoever. Yeah, it could have said that, like, maybe he's, like, somewhere, he's not in Ravenwood anymore, like, he's, like, somewhere far away. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. When did he say that he's running? Uh, at the very beginning, right, actually, but sorry, I, we actually completely missed it between um, the, the, the author's note and oh. the and the first log, there's um, like a blurb about him running, um, and that this thing is hunting him. And if you hear its song, uh, just start running. But he's saying like he's hearing the two months after this, he's like hearing the song, and he sees himself several times. He's always near him. So if he's hearing the song and seeing him. He is clearly running from him because if he didn't, then the song would continue to get more invasive into him and control him to pull him into the woods. So mm, it's implied running. True. Instead of specifically saying like November 2nd today, he yelled at me from the woods. Get so over here! Away. Yeah. <laughs> And then he like like shows up and meets him. He's like, "Welcome!" <laughs> oh, such a such an alluring song. Get over here! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, my next note is about the shadow. And how 
it appears at night, yet there's no real mention of the moon or any other light source that would help make the shadow visible. Yeah, because this is clearly in the Dragon Ball Z universe, and the Earth has been destroyed by Piccolo. Yes. Or it's or it's like... Um, or the moon uh, has been destroyed by Piccolo, not the Earth. Yeah, the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, or it's like a movie that's like day for night. <laughs> Yeah, so they just like they tint the they tint the uh the 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 film so that it's so it looks darker, or the or there's just spotlights out off camera that like illuminate where there shouldn't be illumination. <laughs> it's an artistic styling. And which shadows are you referring to in the recording? Uh, uh, no, not in no. The recording the the sightings of the creature initially. Yeah, the sightings. Like uh, here's one from the uh, old lady. While she was walking her little dog at night near the woods, she saw a shadow cross the ground where she was walking. Yes, because they're streetlights. Yeah, so if it's a huge shadow, then that means there's like a bat flying by the streetlight. Possibly. Or she just neglected to say that there's a full moon out, so hence why they, she saw a, a, the shadow. But regardless, they're streetlights, so if something flew in front of the light, it would put a huge shadow down, even if it was just a little bird. Yeah, but... So it's entirely possible that all these sightings and assumptions are just based on weird situations like that, where it's nothing actually there. That's true. And there just happens to be an angel cosplayer in the woods. (laughs) Um... I, I think what Mikey was getting at is that like the story doesn't doesn't tell us straight up that there is some kind of uh, nighttime illumination to allow for a shadow to fly overhead or for, like for for the creature's shadow to to pass by. Mm-hmm. Oh, and specifically, it's an old lady walking her little dog near the woods. Yeah, which sounds like it's a sidewalk or something that's illuminated. The shadows yeah. from personally. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, if the it problem was with that. walking through the woods randomly and they saw it, then yeah, that's a little more sketch. Yeah, unless they, again, they, they described that there is a full moon and then you could like the shadows of the trees and stuff were all over the place and then something was moving along the shadows of the trees. Yeah, you would have to be very specific because it's yeah. at night. Yeah. I'm with you, Mikey, but I'm also against you. All right. Same. I'm both Honestly. sides of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret. I'm always contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's about all I have to say on the actual thoughts. All right. Uh, gamer? Alrighty then. So, um, loaded up the, uh, the story here, and it's called The Siren. And um, mm-hmm. I've been playing Killing Floor 2 on and off for years now. So until, <laughs> so until the de- creature was described, I was going to see uh, the creature as a Killing Floor 2 siren. That's just how I started viewing this creature before a description. Just wanted to put that out there. You know, I don't know why I'm, I'm surprised. You actually? <laughs> kind of, but... The other way I could have went was Borderlands. It is true. <laughs> Are the gamer and yell? Never mind. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'll just yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we get to the it's intro. It's goddamn literature, Dan. Damn it. <laughs> what? 
Uh, educate yourself. There's some literature. <laughs> so get, get some classical literature in you. <laughs> I know there's other That's sirens. Also- <laughs> Those are just the first ones that come to my brain hole. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we get to the intro about it being fiction. The very first line. So as soon as I started reading the story, it's like the story is purely fiction. Any similarities in any way are just coincidence, blah, 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 blah. So right from the get-go, I'm like, well, there goes my immersion from the very first yeah. line. I think yeah. that's a new record. Unbeatable record, actually. It's interesting because this, this story came, uh, it came out around 20, uh, sometime in 2013 for, uh, based off the, uh, the editing history and stuff. So it was before a lot of people were getting, uh, like in the creepasta world, or in the creepasta like, communities, were getting guff for not stating that your shit is fictional because people were being stupid in real life and following like slender man stuff or ritual pastas for reels um it's, it's was there a timeline where you would have to specifically say that this is a fiction? 2016 2017 is when that stuff that shit started happening um because that was oh. when those those idiots um started uh doing the slender man killings or like attempted killings yeah um yeah, it, it happened around that point, and like the community started having to like not crack down on that kind of thing, but they started like basically putting up like disclaimers um, to basically idiot-proof their stuff. Yeah. Um, this author yeah. was actually ahead of the time then. Yeah, to a degree. Hmm. Idiot-proofing the story before it was necessary. Unfortunately, because they idiot-proofed it ahead of time, they kind of ruined the immersion the immersion that a lot of people uh, enjoy in creepypastas, but yeah, they should just yeah. do on the creepypasta wiki just in like on the banner, just say all works here are a work of fiction. Oh, any... they do now. <laughs> it's kind of like it. It. I think are they or maybe they got rid of it after a while, but they did uh, have like a disclaimer up there, like in big bold, um, like right at the top. But I, maybe they've yeah. gotten rid of it since then because it's. Uh, like people have started realizing, oh yeah, this stuff's from the internet. It's probably not real. No duh. Mm. <laughs> I like banjo kazooie there for a minute, or just banjo actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing a lot of banjo. <laughs> you've been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah, I do. Weird. It's almost like you're the gamer in yellow. It's almost like there's nothing to do because yeah, it's almost they... like we're still in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, from the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. What? <laughs> okay, moving on. It's a game grumps joke. All right. Oh, where the hell am I? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? So um, I got to this point in the uh, the intro still, actually. Um, that thing has been hunting me ever since I found out what it was. I must warn you of this being before you fall under its spell. If you hear it, run. Leave the area before he chooses you as a target. I, that confused me at the start because I wasn't sure if that was meant to be a typo because sirens are traditionally women. Traditionally. Yes. Um, and also, there goes my visual for the creature because it's not a Killing Floor 2 siren anymore if it's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> or a Borderlands siren because only the, the, all the Borderlands sirens have been, have been girls. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one kind of spoiler-ish. What? Oh, yeah, I guess kind of, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Sorry, yeah. it took me a second. It took me a second there. Uh, but either way, looking deeper, in because as I read that, I'm like, okay, I need to actually find out 100%. So I look deeper into the lore of Sirens, and apparently, originally, Sirens were also mentioned to be males, but at some point through all the mythological stuff, 
the male section of sirens was just cut out of the stories. Yeah, I imagine the, the siren the mythology. Oh, sorry. Continue. Just yeah, I just said it just got phased out of the legend. Yeah, yeah. I imagine I imagine the siren mythology, like the 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 story of the siren, um, was probably the progenitor for like succubuses and incubuses. Yeah, probably. So like maybe that's where like the dividing line came out eventually. So. Anyway, it, it is weird that that section got cut out for reasons. It's just um, if there's any mention not, of sirens it's nowadays, too... it's all women. Yeah, it's not it's not too surprising because um, like a lot of our history has been like patriarchal, so they'd want to try and demonize women <laughs> historically. Or, no, I think it's more along the lines of men are idiots and they'll believe anything. <laughs> that that too. There's also yeah. that. Yeah. But, but yeah. uh, jumping ahead, past the bird sighting, into the recording stuff. So, um, Daddick shows up in the recording. I was half expecting it, expecting it to be Slenderman at this point. Honestly, you're not, like, by the by the part where he starts describing a figure on by the tree line, I was like, Slenderman? <laughs> yeah. is, this a, is this a secret Slenderman story? Do I have a Slenderman story for Slender for Slender Month, even though we've passed it at this point? Almost. <laughs> but yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then I it became a dark static, honestly, because yeah. it doesn't do anything to aid to the story, and it just puts on cliches that make it less original. Even down to the monster at this point being a pure black monster with red eyes, it's just really overdone. It's like the most well to take it's the a easiest to take a like word from the uh, the intro. It's the stereotypical way to do a monster. Just it's a black monster with red eyes. Yeah. At the same time, though, it is a very bold, like, yes, it is a very well-used and well-worn, um, like, uh, motif. There's a reason um, for that. But there is a reason for that, yeah. Are, we, are you about because, to go into that? <laughs> yes, because it's effective. Yes. Yeah, um, so the recording happens, he sees all that, and then, um, then this quote comes up. <clears throat> I paused the video and thought, then I tried to... I try, then I realized something. The old woman I was talking to earlier today told me about a bird-like thing. I put the information together, flapping in a big shadow. So as soon as I read this, I'm like, uh-oh, Derek, is that you? Because like I could see the connection as soon as the officer, quote-unquote, told Gerwald that the woman claims a bird attacked her. As ridiculous as you may think the old woman's story is it's a story the whole town knows and you just heard it so it'd be fresh in your mind the inkling that this could be this an actual creature should be there in the back of your mind right away as soon as you see that there's a dead body and the surviving friend claims a bird attacker you should be assuming that now not five hours after watching a video of it I think I think some of the like some of his like um delay might have come from like skepticism like again like he does state like there's no bird that size like so like his mind might like have kept like postponing that revelation as far as he could and then he couldn't ignore it eventually so maybe also I am reading this as like someone reading a creepypasta called the siren so yeah. because of that reader could put things together quicker than the actual character could yeah could get that a pass but still there's no how dare you compare gerwald mince 
I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. And it's not like Gerald. It's it's not just like some other version of Gerald. It is. <laughs> is it actually? Is that actually like? Is it supposed to be Gerald or Gerwald? It's probably pronounced Gerwald, but it it is a um, extension of Gerald. Okay. Yeah, Gerald Minx, uh, Minx, um To how dare you? How dare? How dare? Two mice. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because in this one instant, it's like. It took like five hours to realize that, you know. Yeah, he's got I just would have liked. Mind. I would have liked something in between where it's um. I, f- I do where feel he's like. like yeah. I go. <laughs> I'm letting you go. Go. I would have liked some. I would have like. <laughs> I would have liked some section in between, um, from him seeing the uh. The dead woman on the ground and getting the the camera back to watch it like maybe like in this car on the way to go check out the video being like man i was just told about some giant bird and then like some giant bird story and then this lady claims that a giant bird killed her friend could they be the same no that's bullshit you know like something like that but yeah. as soon as he also, sees the actual evidence then he's like okay maybe it is a thing damn it <laughs> there's no um, like no it's just so sudden yeah it took so long that's my whole point i do think that maybe that those five hours were occupied by the fact that there was a murder scene <laughs> that they had to deal with and he is the sheriff it's not said i know but and, and that's actually part of part of my point is that like the, the the story should have a little bit more about you know the investigation on the murder yeah it was like, kind of like Ooh, camera he just picks up and walks away and like sure, <laughs> sheriff what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he's going to Durpland. Stop him. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's my secret. I'm always Durpland. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That's gonna become a running trope in our stuff, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna make it a running thing. God damn. Okay. That's what Sonic 2. Sonic EXE 2 forward slash round two. Not how executables work. Moving on. Yeah. Um, so, um, the, the section where he's attacked in real life and all that in full reveal. The quote is, Then I heard a song. It was like a person was singing, but I couldn't find where it was coming from. It sounded like it was coming from everywhere. Like it was just in my head. I kind of wish the song was described. Because half of what a siren is, is their song. At least as far as I know. Yeah. So, so it's like way too glossed over. Heck, mm-hmm. it doesn't even say that it sounds like a man was singing. It just says person, which makes it even more like, muddied as I, to what the, it actually sounds like. I almost wonder the way he like says like there's like a like a bunch of voices speaking. I almost wonder if like when they eat the souls, it's like basically adds another another voice to the choir when they sing. Yeah, like it's almost cool. like a like a fear of uh, of of um, of the uh, uh, there's uh, you know like that. There's that theory that like in a couple in like a couple of decades from now we're going to um uh like be able to like connect our minds like together and like through like technology and it will be create a uh, a singularity like kind of like the um like the it, we almost get like a fear of the singularity in like one of us join us <laughs> like kind of thing like yeah I I feel like this like um a little bit more descriptor on like the song would have been stronger mm. and maybe even tie it to the fact that like this thing eats souls so when it eats somebody's soul it adds their voice to its song but th- that's the problem he wouldn't know that 
No, of unless course. he does uh, Some research, <laughs> research after the fact in his two month absence. But yeah. uh, it just even a rough comparison of what it sounds like compared to music he knows, or even just the out of character author jumping in with more notes here, being like, "You can look up this YouTube video if you want a rough sound of what it sounds like." You know, just something yeah, because work. as it's described as just a person singing, that could be taken many many ways. Yeah. The way that you described it, I liked saying like it sounded like a choir, like it sounded like a gospel choir or something like that. That'd be cool if it said that, but it just says. Because I mean, the creature kind of brings like I wasn't actually thinking. I mean, I was kind of thinking siren when I saw the creature when I when we get a description for it, like the winged person. Honestly, I was just getting like a fallen angel vibe from it. So I'm a, yeah, I had I had a note on that as well, but I changed that a little bit. Yeah, I was just like Azrael. <laughs> Yeah. Angel of Death? <laughs> yeah, if it if it was if it is meant to sound like a choir like stereotypical like horse or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> like a oh, there's an awesome guy on. Yeah. yeah. Then um we get on to the visual reveal. And I don't know how I feel about the reveal, because honestly honestly I think the main problem is the turtleneck that he's wearing. It made it weird. <laughs> Yeah, like, if it was a black long sleeve shirt or a black long coat or something, it'd be better. As it is, I could see this creature being at like a poetry jam or something because of the turtleneck. You went there. I kind of went Dresdeny because I mean, okay. So full disclosure, I've I've gone through the entire Dresden series in the last few months because what else am I going to do in the quarantine? Um, and there's a, a creature in there called the Phil, the the Felm or the Fulmore. Um, they're the faction of like basically like ancient eldritch fairy creatures and some of their minions or agents um uh, in cities and stuff um they all wear turtlenecks so they're called the turtlenecks because um they hide uh the fact that they have like gills and like frankensteined like flesh parts all over like or like or like like mutated flesh parts all over their body that makes sense yeah so i was i was kind of getting a full more vibe from uh from this uh from this turtlenecked angel of death <laughs> if it was like he was wearing a turtleneck, but he had his hands were like talons. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, the turtleneck is c- covering like a scene where it would be showing feathers and shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, maybe he's yeah, exactly. He's got like down, like almost like down feathers all over his body or, or on like certain spots, so he has to conceal them. Hmm. That would make a lot more sense, and it would give him less of an angel vibe and more of like the siren or even like harpy vibe. That's that is how they're described, though. In the yeah. at least in the Wikipedia article I found, there's like a yeah. lot of different ways that they look, and one of them is you're a dude. Well, it's hard at that point. You're it was a woman with angel wings and um like bird feet, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of different interpretations. Like again, like there like there's the fish version that a lot of pop culture gets into it. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, there is the traditional bird. Um, aesthetic that probably also spawned um, or like maybe like kind of there's some uh, cross mingling of like of of stories between the the, the sirens and the harpies because they both mm-hmm. come from the same like air like geographical area and historical area I guess so that that fish way goes both ways it goes like mermaid but also just like an actual fish with a woman's head with a woman's yeah. head on it yeah yeah, it's an. It, I mean, for uh, that's a good. I kind of guess a plus to the story. It got us reading more into like classical mythology of like a monster. Yeah, 
So I'm down with that because yeah. I found out that apparently there were actually male sirens because I had to look deeper and because of this. Yeah, because again, pop culture kind of definitely, or modern interpretations definitely side more on the, the them all being female. Even not even just modern, like even way back in the in the day, it was cut out. Yeah, but I mean, like more modern, not like the like yeah. the roots of it kind of stuff. Anytime that a siren comes up nowadays, it's going to be a woman of some kind. Yeah, in fact, it's it's a surprise when it is. Like like this story, I was actually yes. kind of pleasantly surprised that the character was um, go following like the old roots of a siren and also changing up the the current interpretation or the mainstream interpretation of of the creature. Um, however, I should give the story a lot of props for that, but yes. Yeah. However, majority of the praise that I gave there, um, I do have a point to bring up here. Sure. So this guy lives in the woods. So I kind of wish the clothes were mentioned to be dirty and torn in places, because the way it's described, it's like he's walking out of the forest and into a Gap commercial. You know, <laughs> he's just well, wearing like brand new shit. <laughs> He maybe maybe he is, but he's like glamoured up. So like he like looks clean and like but he used but he used like uh prestidigitation on himself. Um the spell from D D <laughs> to make himself look nicer, but like really he's like in rags, but like he looks more appealing. Uh as Could maybe he as part of the song. Things, uh may, maybe or maybe not. Uh, maybe it's the the like he's using the maybe he can't conceal that much, but he can conceal enough to make himself look more appealing to people. But for all we know, he could be an anthropomorphic raven or something. Yeah, he might just be a tengu, <laughs> uh, yeah. or or yeah, like the raven uh, uh, from Native American folklore kind of stuff. Hmm. Possible. It would be kind of nice if that was hinted at. If like, just said this guy walked out of the forest and like his clothes were unnaturally clean and new, or if they. Like he says that the feathers match the, the his clothing and stuff like that in their in that they were pitch black. Maybe like for a moment they almost look like feathers themselves, and then like they matted down, and suddenly they became. Um, suddenly, like the character like like shake, shook their head and and saw that again, and they were a turtleneck, and dark clothings and like military boots instead of like talons and downy feathers. Yeah, like the turtleneck could just be like frills. Yeah, feathery frills on the actual creature. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Because like because of how detailed this visual reveal is, I feel like because they're already showing us everything, show us everything. Yeah. You know? I they're... think what I'm uh, aside, I might actually like I already drew up um the creature like the turtlenecked man with feather with a uh, with wings. I might yeah. redraw another version of it and post that on our Patreon. <laughs> as like the true version of him. Or like hmm. our our interpretation of, of, of the uh of the siren. What up? Yeah, but that's enough on that. So moving on to uh, the section about the hospital. So um, this is a minor note, kind of. It's sort of grammary, I guess. How dare you? Okay, go. Because <laughs> in the hospital, theorizes what happened, and then it cuts to two months later. And the cut is they sing songs that lead in people, and after that, no one knows. I do. I will not give in. I won't listen. Then there's just a jump down to the next line of him talking. Two months after this, I'm hearing it, the song. Every other jump has been clearly noted and time stamped. Why yeah. is it jump noted? That Two is that a surprise. Yeah, you think that, yeah. Especially yeah. since <laughs> this moment was 
talked about at the very start, like this is how it is now. So the last one would be like I had two months, whatever the month and day was from there, and then go like put um month down time and then like current day. So you know like this is as of now. You know, like I'm writing this today. Yeah. The more I question the uh like that like the, the beginning section and then going to the the login or like the logs and then going into this like last but the more I'm kind of questioning is if this is even supposed to be done up as a log entry or if it's supposed to be like um uh there I I just I recently watched um uh the uh 30 days of night movie the one where like a bunch of vampires attack a town in Alaska um and during the movie um they actually like give you the date um like uh like how like cuz over the it hap- the whole movie happens over the course of a, of a month um like that month of darkness that Alaska gets so I'm almost wondering if that is a um like if this is almost supposed to be done like more like a cinematic kind of style rather than log entries where it's just giving us the times in which this character is experiencing this stuff. It can't but, be though, because it's first person. I know, I know. I it I, starts with my name is Gerwald Mintz. Then I guess that is a contractor against the story is I feel like if we're gonna go with like log entry like dates and stuff like that, then you should have log entry dates at the beginning section and also at the end section here. And not just like in the middle. <laughs> well it's like he I'm treating the rest of like the the actual timestamp stuff as a journal. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. And then so he, he has everything in a journal, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna put this on the internet, just to warn oh, people. Okay. So, yeah. So the the intro bit is at the point of posting, and then he puts the stuff that he's been recording over the past few months, and then more at the moment of posting, po- posting at the very end. Yeah, well, and that's the case. Then I guess then you should have something at the beginning that kind of shows that you are posting this somewhere, like not just like the blurb about like you've been he's been running for two months. Um, the thing if you hear it, uh, hear it, song run kind of thing. Um, like add, and then add, have that in there, but add like add something that's like this is my warning yeah. to you, like this is my story kind of thing that I'm I'm sharing with you kind of thing. It's just saying like I'm posting this because this has happened to me, and I want to protect anyone out there. Yeah. who potentially sees this creature. No. Yeah, and then it gives us more inf- like it gives us more of a reason or an out in terms of immersion for the character to have like in ingrained sections of the story where it's like in brackets uh uh check out this song like uh, this song if you want to like kind of get a a rough estimate of what the song sounds like or yeah. at the end go google or wikipedia up the siren on wikipedia or something like that. Like keep it all in character. I would get yeah. such whiplash from this. This though, because the very start is the story is purely fiction. So like, okay, no immersion. But as soon as the story started, if it hit me hard with immersion, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, that immersion. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that's fair. That's all. Mike, do you have anything to contribute with this, or are you just uh, listening in on our? Are you just listening. Okay. <laughs> Always the silent observer. I like to watch. <laughs> oh, already then. Moving on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm done with my notes. Okay. Uh, then I guess we go on to final thoughts. So it's a neat little pasta. Um, I would have I would have liked a little bit more to chew on regarding the initial murder and investigation, and like the to get to know a little bit more about the creature, like we've kind of brought up in the story. And like I would like to know a little bit more, like have a little bit. More 
more of a, a dive into the creature itself and its interactions. Because as it is, it kind of just like shows up, um, does some stuff, and then passes on, <laughs> and or bides its time um, before the very end of the story. Uh, other than that, I like this monster, this this bird human siren creature. Um, like we said, like we it kind of got us to like look into like the siren mythology and it enticed us um, with its like kind of threat level here. Uh, I only wish we had more interaction and investigation into it. So that's kind of my, uh, the gist of my, my uh, comments, my final comments on it. Um, I, I would actually recommend this story because it is a nice little, uh, like little short pasta. Um, it's just got some work. It, it's definitely got a lot of room to grow um, as a story. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Mikey, these stands for evil, you evil son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my, my three main issues was uh, the fact that the opening it has the two months and then at the end it has two months. And it just at the beginning, it's all about I've been running from this thing for two months, but we don't get that. It's just here's when I was first introduced to it and then oh, back to two months. So I really wanted a chase scene to happen based on that opening credit. Um, and then the other issues, the, the shadow with no light source. <laughs> uh, it's really simple fix with just saying that the moon is out and her, uh, as stated, that there's street lights. <laughs> For when the old lady is walking, um, <laughs> and the the last part that I didn't care for was how large the police department was for such a small town. It just took me out of the immersion because a a thousand people should only have about two police officers. Um, one point eight point five. One point eight five. Yeah. <laughs> I want that half person, or that, or that, that seventy-five percent of a person. <laughs> yeah. So, and even though the monster was interesting, I want more information and more of a story. Uh. And that whole section at the end of the story saying, go look up sirens if you want more information just seems more like a slap in the face than anything else. Like, oh, so, homework. Yeah, I, I did kind of get a little bit of that. But I think our, our like suggestion of like if this was made more like immersive in that this is somebody posting this to like get people's awareness of it, it might help it. With that, yeah, yeah. Like if Gerwald is like, if you want more information, look up a Wikipedia article. Article because I'm not gonna type out the whole thing for you here. Yeah, yeah. But so with all that said, I'm not gonna recommend this. That's fair. All right, gamer in yellow, your verdict. Dun dun. Was mine the deciding vote or something? 
<laughs> no, I'm just being dramatic. For oh, reasons. Okay. For raisins. Full raisins. Disgusting so, raisins. I was reading this, I didn't really have a strong feeling one side or the other with it, honestly. There was a couple annoying parts, but nothing that really made me angry or anything like that. It gets props for taking a well-known legendary creature and show us some deeper lore that I don't think most people know, namely or realize, Sirens. Yeah. yeah, namely Sirens being males and potentially having an angel-like look to them. Um, it's a cop-focused story, but there's no investigation shown, so Gerwald being a cop almost holds no value to the story at all. Like it yeah. could just be the old woman as the main character, and everything. Or heck, would... Gerwald could have just been a dude in the town who just happened to find the camera uh, outside of the, the the crime scene perimeter. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess if he wasn't a cop, he wouldn't be privy to that evidence. But I, again, you could like you could homebrew, uh, you could not homebrew it. Uh, you could um, like logistify it by saying that like it was found beyond the perimeter that the cops had laid out. And so, and he decided to take it home and try and like stupidly figure it out. I, I guess it would lead to a little bit more stupidity on, on Gerwald's side, but yeah. Yeah. And it would make the town be a little bit more like Durpland. God damn it. Durpland. Yeah. So I guess that's, that part's not good. He does need to be a cop. Fortunately, there's not a, a lot of cop procedural stuff going on. Yeah. Not as bad as some other stories that we've done, but definitely, I think it's just because there's a lack of info, a lack of, details that we get in the story yeah um but i was hoping to see how he would deal with this creature stalking him like getting the cops on it did he tell anyone about it like no, is he carrying well, a gun everywhere now uh, yeah yeah what happened like what happened in those two months is he like gone off the grid <laughs> like yeah has he gone has he gone full like i dared my best friend to ruin my life <laughs> <laughs> like where where he's just like out out there uh, out there on the run him being on the run could be like he's still in the same town but every time he sees the creature he has to run away from it he's technically on the run still but he's still living and working in the same town or he left town i don't know it's yeah not enough words yeah, yeah i do wish the the song was described better in this situation knowing what gerwald looks like is less important than knowing the main feature of a siren the siren song is just man on the run. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> just like a thousand times over. Just like yeah, reverberating. Totally. Jesus Christ. No wonder his, his, yeah, his ear was destroyed. <laughs> Man, the best I can give it is like maybe, I guess, because it is interesting, but, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't really have a strong feeling one way or the other. But yeah, that's fair. I'll I'll give it a light recommendation because it is um Iron uh creepypastas out there probably in a lot of different ways. So I'll give it props for that. Yeah, and it's got a lot of potential in it. I feel, but mm -hmm. all right. And if that's it, um. That has been this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us in the comment in the comment section below. It's, it's posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also send us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCP entries, 
spooky stories and spooky subjects that you would like us to do a kitchen episode on or what have you. Um, two months. <laughs> Sorry. I, I almost started going walking at the beginning and I just fell into it a second there. I saw that. Um, um, if you'd like to uh, talk to us on Twitter, we are all on Twitter uh, in some, by varying degrees. Um, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because... My name's way too long. And I'm at Review Cultist. If you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up El Dente Rigamortis and select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have $5 and $2 tier with special episodes, early access, content like images and such, and all that kind of stuff. Um, to our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. Because as always, you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, Thank you immensely, because, well, without your listenership, we wouldn't have much of a show. And without your stories to read and discuss, we, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you. If you'd like to also, if you'd like to check out our Redbubble uh, account, um, look up uh, Crazon Studios or Al Dente Rigamortis, and you can get the logo on various products, uh, T-shirts, clocks, stickers, shower curtain. <laughs> Um, a, throw, a throw pillow, <laughs> a blank, uh, a, a, a comforter for your bed. <laughs> I start buying like all of my things. With oh, the also, on it. we've got. They also now they've recently started up with pins, and um, because of the pandemic, masks. So you two can have a giant like Al Dente Rigamortis Ma logo <laughs> in, for your uh, for your uh, your quarantine mask. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, I kind of want to buy one. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, but yeah, so that has been this week's episode. I have been Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.